media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Let's see somebody making a comment. The Sunday Times today carrying a half a page uh, ad of intimidation about uh, what happens to you with regard to e-trolling. So there you are. And uh, I'll try and read some more of those in a few minutes' uh, time. But let's talk about, uh, well, we've profiled a company every week around this time. And today's the turn of the Hummingbird Group. So with me is Bridget Scar, who's the MD of the Hummingbird Group. I like the name, firstly. That's uh, not Bridget Scar, but the Hummingbird Group. Tell me about that. Uh, the name comes from an association with the other companies that we formed. Um, it is the holding company, and we love the idea of what a hummingbird represents, being able to be sort of there in the I- mid-air, um, sort of a, a magical quality. Of mm, mm, mm. Well, that's interesting because, you know, the obvious thing is like, okay, we talk marketing, we talk digital. Where, where do you guys fit in? What does your company do? So the hummingbird group sits at the intersection of sort of media and technology, and we have five different companies that that focus on different areas of the media and entertainment business. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in, to tell me more about it, where? Sorry? The, the type of, of the areas. The type of companies. So we've got Pollen, which is now six years old, and Pollen is an animation business, predominantly. We do design, animation, post-production, visual effects. We have Hayviva, which is our production company that is now two years old, and they do TV commercials and long-form, so TV series and some films. And we've got Apri, which is our digital company, and Hive, which is our most recent edition, which is a, a content business, so licensing and entertainment business. And when you, when you talk of these companies, I'm just thinking people listen and say, oh, so like a whole lot of big, big companies. How, how big are these individual companies that, that form part of the group? Okay, so Pollen at the moment is 12 big. Mm. Hay Fever's sitting at eight. Mm. Um, Hive is only one person at the moment. Uh, the recent edition, which is Rebecca Fuller-Campbell, she's amazing. Um, and then Apri, we've got, we've got two. So not necessarily all huge companies. We like to keep it lean, mm, um, mm. just with the right expertise and the right sort of people to drive things forward. And clearly, I mean, if you want to stay in business, you want to remain relevant and you want to, you want to be making a difference. So what, in fact, do you do in the marketplace that gets people saying, holy, we need to get in touch with the Hummingbird Group and the various companies that make it up? Well, in terms of Pollen, we do a lot of marketing. We do um, imaging work for, for businesses, brand logos, animation, that sort of thing. Um, Hay Fever, the TV side of things, along with Pollen, so we can provide sort of full services solutions for companies, which um, any, anywhere from storytelling through to commercial work or print print advertising. Mm-hmm. But our real love is the storytelling side of things, and so we're finding we're moving a lot more into that sort of area. So, so tell me more about that. I mean, how does it play out? What do you do? Um, so we have a number of children's edutainment series that we've developed for the local and international marketplace, which we're going into production with in March. Mm-hmm. And we've had a great response from all the international as well as the local broadcasters. And so we're excited to see those on air because they're, they're really different from the other South African content that's being produced. And if you go on to hivecontent.com, you can have a little sneak peek at what we're doing there. So, let's get, so it's hive, right? Hive H- content. H-I-V-E. Yes. Hivecontent.com. Dot, dot .com. Dot .com. Okay. Yes, yeah. Um, and we're also looking at doing some drama series, um, some international co-productions, so so really moving all the way through the line in terms of production, so mm. creative production. But doesn't that stretch you quite a bit? I mean, on the one hand, sort of servicing the advertising and marketing industry, but on the other hand, sort of creating, you know, television content? I would say no. We're creative problem solvers uh, through the line, mm. and we our, our passion is visual and obviously communication. So... Whether it's, whether it's short form or whether it's long form, 
you know, it's what's at the heart, which is great creativity and a good story, whether it's short or long form. And we love it when clients bring us challenges, like this is where we're sitting, this is the issues we're facing as a business, and we can help solve them for the, those sort of issues for them. But we also love just having an open brief where we can go and create something that's that's magical and, and, and light and something that can entertain and delight people, because I think that's a great way for brands as well as um, broadcasters to interact with their consumers, you know. Mm. And who are your clients? Time sure. To, to name drop. <laughs> We've got a wide range of clients. So we ha- we work uh, a lot with the big ed- advertising agencies, so TBWA, Ogilvy, all the big boys. Um, we work directly with brands, so brands like Vodacom, Sassol, that sort of thing. And, again, the broadcasters, so SABC, ETV, DSTV. Mm. And then how, where did it all start? Because everybody has a famous, this is how we started the story. <laughs> um. It was an interesting story. Graham, my business partner, had a, another company, which was called Byte Animation, and I joined him as a freelancer, and we really, really got on well, and we really complemented each other in terms of skill sets. So Graham's a creative genius, and I'm more on the business sort of strategy side, and it just works. Um, that's not to say it's been an, mm-hmm. an easy <laughs> six years, but we definitely have found our groove. Because I mean, someone made the point the other day. You know, having a, a business partner, I- either in terms of equity or, if not even in terms of equity, but in terms of strategic members, is almost like having a, a uh, you know, a, a spouse as in, the, as in the marriage or a life partner. I mean, do you think it's it's, it's um, as important as that in terms of because if, if that is the case, then you have to make sure you get the right decision. So how do you make the decision when you don't know them? Um, I would say definitely it is like a marriage, mm. um, from the perspective that you work with a person in and out. Pretty much if it's your own business, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And, you know, the stresses of running and managing a business can be extreme. And so, yeah, you really need to be able to work with the person um, and and have the complementary sort of skills in order to be able to drive things forward. Because if you're just going to hit heads all the time, it's going to make things really, really difficult. You know, it helps to have that unified vision. Um, and in terms of partnerships with people, I, I, I think... Yeah, sometimes you don't know, um, and a lot of the time it's gut instinct, whether you think it's going to work or not, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, um, but you just need to be really careful with your planning and contractual sort of obligations to each other so that going in and then coming out of it, you're all happy, you know. And just to say with the, with the animation bit for now, do you think that, you know, it's, it's been exploited fully in, in this country, or, or has it been hopelessly undersold? I think it's been hopelessly undersold. I think we really are at a sort of turning point of the industry at the moment. Obviously, Triggerfish has done very well in their last two films, but I don't think there's nearly enough animation happening. I mean, it's a huge global business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the kids' animation business is a £242 million pound business. Mm-hmm. So if that gives you an indication of the sort of scale... Um, and also it creates a large number of jobs. You know, a studio, animation studio is anywhere from 100 to 150 people at any point in time. So, so the fact that it's not, and the question then, why is it not in this country? And then, and then how do you convince them to buy into it? Because obviously your business vested interest is that people buy into that market. For sure. I think it is a tricky thing to get people to buy into because it is quite high risk, um, especially if um, studios are dealing with one project as opposed to a slate of projects. I think... In terms of that risk, it's having investors really understand what the business models are. 
you know, where they're going to make their money because it's not necessarily purely from the animation production alone that they're going to see returns. Um, so there's a lot of um, hand-holding needed with investors um, and a lot of walking through the stages um, as well as, you know, knowing the ins and outs of the business because I think it's, while we have an incredibly creative industry in South Africa and a lot of talent, we don't necessarily have enough people that are skilled in the business side of film and television yet. And the business side means what? So the financial modeling, um, I think that's changing internationally, it's changing locally, it's changing everywhere. So it's so a meaning that if someone, you know, and I think it's the time that people are deciding where they're going to go in their careers. So if someone says, well, you know, I, I'm this artist, and I want to do movies, but you know, money and number crunching is not my business. You're almost going to say you got it wrong because if you don't know how to budget, you're never going to survive, isn't it? Well, exactly. And having one film is not necessarily um, being a filmmaker full time because, you know, you need to have a slate in order to keep going. If you're an individual and going to work from project to project, as long as you're making money on your films, you can sustain yourself. But in terms of a business model, it won't necessarily work. Whereas um, we're finding more and more companies are needing to have a much more diversified slate of projects in order for it to be sustainable in the market. Um, South Africa in particular, our, our film industry is not as developed as other countries. Um, we don't have a great local cinema-going audience, except for perhaps the Afrikaans niche markets. And, you know, it means that for, for young aspirant filmmakers and for animators and that sort of thing, they really need to look at how they're structuring their models, you know, where they're going to make their money back in order to keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and, and last time, just your, your absolute career high in terms of this company, what, what's the best thing you guys have done? Is there one single thing? I think the best thing for me was forming Hummingbird because it's it's shown me that we've reached that point now where we have really self-sufficient companies that are that are running on their own steam, and we can now look at a much bigger picture in terms of uh, business development, which is my passion. So for me, that's the most exciting thing that's come out of it yet, and it makes me terribly excited about 2014 because I just feel there's so much opportunity and in South Africa and abroad and the capability to tap into to both markets simultaneously mm, mm. Um, that that I can only see great things happening this okay, year. Well, we look forward to you guys humming along all throughout the year <laughs> and, and the years beyond it. Bridget Scar, thanks so much for your time. Thank right? you, Ashraf. Bridget Scar is the MD of the Hummingbird Group. In fact, do you, do you have a website address? I, can, I, I can do. Yeah? It's uh, hummingbird, hummingbirdgroup.net that you can go and check out. Um, otherwise, I'd say go and have a look at the Pollen and Hay Fever websites. That's um, www.pollen.tv and hayfever, www.heyfever.tv. Okay, I know who I'll think about around September every year, believe me. <laughs> when it gets to Hay Fever season, thank you so much.